Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630, WLAP, the home of the Cats. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic. And together, Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking the Cats. If it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the show is brought to you by First Watch. We'll tell you a little bit more about them in just a bit. This is a... <laughs> mailbag edition of Locked On Kentucky. We asked Sound for your, effect you never knew you needed. I, that, was, that was my voice. That was not some digital programming out there. That's how talented I am. I let Kyle handle the Rick Pitino impersonations, and I handle the sound effects. I'm like <laughs> Terrible. The, I'm like the dude from uh, Police Academy, whatever that guy's name was. Um, but yeah, we got a bunch of questions, um, and we're going to talk about them all. Got a couple in the DM and a lot on Twitter, so we are going to go through them all. Um, we'll just start, Kyle, okay. from Cam. Of the recruits coming in next year, who do you see being the most NBA-ready? And on the flip side, who do you see taking time to develop? I'll answer. I'm going to cut you off and answer the second part first because I think it's pretty obvious. Dante Allen has the most, partially because just when you, when you kind of look at him where he came from, the 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 competition he was going up against in Kentucky high school wasn't that great. And on top of that, he's coming back from now two injuries after he had that car crash, which I believe uh, hurt his collarbone. And then he also tore his ACL. So I think Allen has the farthest to go to get to an NBA player. But first part of that question, Kyle, who do you think uh, is the most ready NBA wise of the guys coming in next season? Yeah. First, I agree with you on Allen. And I think even if he had no injuries, I would feel that way Mm -hmm. because he's not a great defender. He's, uh, not like a, an elite level athlete, just athleticism. I'm, t- I'm taking nothing away from him. He's a great player, very gifted scorer, and, and as you mentioned, level. Let's you have to take into competition or into consideration level of competition. Think he'll turn out to be a really nice player for Kentucky. You know, I think you you look at him and hope he becomes Darius Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, but to the to the first part, I mean, to, that's also an easy one to me. It's Tyrese Maxey. Um, he's, I think I've said, and will continue to say, I think he's going to lead them in scoring. Um, I, he, I, you know, I don't know. There's not a whole lot else to say. Like, I think he's, a, he's a polished scorer. If you follow Tim Martin, who coaches kind of his like individual trainer, he worked with PJ Washington. I believe he worked with Trey Young, a bunch of other guys, pretty well-known trainer out of Texas. Um, He's been posting these videos of stuff he's working on with Tyrese Maxey, and it's like advanced, really advanced, like really detail-oriented stuff about how to sell his shot fake and get by guys, about how to uh, draw contact, get to the... There's a bunch of stuff on there about how to get fouled uh, and get yourself to the free throw line and get free points. I I just think he's going to... He's very far down the road. If you've talked to him, and Curtis and I both have, he's a tremendously impressive kid, great talker, very thoughtful, you know. There's a lot going on between his ears in a good way, and then you watch it. You watch his game. He's really smooth. He's really polished, and he's working on stuff like this, this high level stuff, detail oriented stuff that a lot of these guys aren't coming into college with. Yes, I mean he he's a guy who's training right now like he's a pro, which is what PJ did. I think Tyrese Maxey is going to be terrific. 
And the fact that it won't all be on him is going to free him up to even be more terrific because there won't be like the the pressure. One, he's not going to have to be the point guard. He can be if they want to have him initiate offense. But Ashton Hagens will be there. Emmanuel Quickly will be there. You know, he's going to have some guys to lean on and just sort of and not have to be the guy and the ball. You know, the the initiator of the offense offense on the ball. So I think that all adds up to Tyrese Maxey just having a terrific year right out of the gate, playing really well, and he's probably going to be their best pro prospect of the that, freshman. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely – definitely I fall on the same page. Obviously, Cleo uh, Whitney would be the other kind of candidate um, for that, but to your point, I don't think he uh, – yeah, Brooke, Keon Brooks is, is another name. You can say that into the microphone. Sorry, I'm putting my microphone down so I can look something up. <laughs> um, but yeah, so those three are like the guys that have potential one-and-done kind of things, and that's something that I think we've learned over the past two seasons. Um, you can't just perfectly project who's the highest-rated guy going pro, because if you looked at, at this year, and we'll find out soon enough, uh, but I think that there is a chance, depending on how workouts go, that Tyler Hero could be the first UK player drafted, and if that happens, look at where he was ranked. It was in the 30s and 20s. Um, and so those things kind of work themselves out, and sometimes sometimes we're surprised by things. Shea Gilgis-Alexander is obviously the other example of that. Um, so, But I, I agree with Kyle that it is Maxi. He just seems to have every facet of the, the modern game that people want. He's the, com- the classic combo guard that can do both very, very well. And from everything, I talked to some people that were out at Hoop Summit. I mentioned this a, a podcast or two ago. He was really just impressive. And plus, he is just super fun um, to talk to. By the way, back in January, so it's a while. Let's see if I can find a more refreshed one. But back in January, January 23rd, uh, Jonathan Gavoni uh, of ESPN put out a early, way, way early uh, 2020 mock draft. It has Tyler Hero in it. So, yes, yes. Know, it's, it's not up to date. But he actually had Khalil Whitney 11th. And he had. Uh, Tyrese Maxey, twenty first. So, um, we'll see. I, I, I having watched them both. I think Maxey is a lot more polished right now. I am was very impressed with Maxey. I mean, Whitney's I got, probably more an NBA body type, but I feel but, like the NBA is getting away from kind of using their own, you know, body types to a certain extent. Like they're 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 looking at what guys can do a, a lot more because the skill in the NBA is getting to such a level that if you draft guys basically, you know, based off based solely off the fact that they fit a in a mold, then you get burned. You can get burned. I mean, and like yeah, everybody's got to be able to play. Yeah, that's the thing. And I think Maxi is the best player right now. So that's that's what I think we will um go through. Uh let's go with let's go with Burke. Let's assume, here's this question, let's assume everyone ha- has declared stays in the draft and no other, no one else leaves or transfers. What are each of your starting five for next season? Kyle, have you given this much thought about who do you think will start for Kentucky next year? Um, so we're assuming that EJ and Nick come back. Correct. That is and the that premise. And that Hero and, and Keldon leave. Correct. Uh, I'll go Ashton Hagens at the point. Uh, Tyrese Maxey at the two. I'm the same with those two. I think those are almost locks. The question is going to be at the three, are you are you playing a little bit small with quickly 
or having him come off the bench? Or are you going with one of Brooks or Whitney? Um, I'm going to say they go with one of those guys just to get a little more length. We'll pick one. I'll say, I'll say Whitney. Um, and two, because that may give you some rebounding out of the perimeter, because I mean, I'm not sure this team's going to be a great rebounding team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll say uh, some combination of EJ and Nick. I, I, assume, I assume EJ at the four and Sistina at the five, just because he's got a little more heft to him, much like Reed mm-hmm. Travis, even though EJ's the taller guy. I, I'll, I think that's my five. I think it's... I think Hagens, Maxi, Whitney, Montgomery, and Sestina. Although it won't shock me at all if I mean if Nick's back, if if Sestina comes off the bench and it's EJ and Nick together. But I just I'm gonna have to see more from Nick <laughs> to say like I, I want that dude in my starting lineup right now. If we're gonna start off like the first game of the season, I'm gonna take Nick over Sestina. If if Nick's back, I, I I think that that will be the case, um, but I do like your Nick was back this year, and they had a grad transfer, and he started from day one. You think Nate? You think Nate Sestina? Okay, is, oh, well, we made that joke on when we were talking about Sestina um, picking Kentucky. Which league was better, the Patriot League or the Pac-12? <laughs> <laughs> I think Reed was a lot better than Nate Sestina. No offense to to Nate. But, More proven, yeah, certainly at the power. I mean, at the power. Yes, conference that's level. what I'm. That's I, I. But I don't think it's fair to compare those guys like d- completely here, directly. Here's why I think it could go the other way. It is because you know where is Nick sort of mentally gone us gone astray? Is it's because he gets confused. You know, he's a guy that's still relatively new to the game compared to his peers. You know, he talks about it all the time. You can see. A lot of times, how lost he gets at times. What, like, look, if we're lining him up, I'll take the seven footer with the seven five wingspan who was a McDonald's All American and can jump out of the gym all day long. That's what I'm over, doing over Nate Sestina. But Nate's physically mature. He's a str- real strong kid, so he's got that sort of Reed Travis thing going for him. Uh, not going to get pushed around, I don't think. But more than that, he's a very smart basketball player he's been playing basketball for his entire life he if you watch him play he's he's always in the right spot he makes good decisions i think that wins out like i i mean you're gonna have a veteran one way or the other whether it's nick or nate but and nick has obviously been in this program not another i just i like i like sestina as a guy who's gonna like make the right decision and Nick has so far been fine coming off the bench. Like it's not like he uh, like. Well, he did start his entire freshman season, which yeah. was a bone of contention with you. Yes. We'll, we'll figure out. And more. everyone who was it not a bone of contention with Nick Richards' parents? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, coming up next, we got a couple more roster questions, and we'll shift to a few football questions. Before that, I do want to tell you guys about First Watch, which was recently voted Lexington's best breakfast. They've got the delicious million-dollar bacon, which we've been telling you about for a while, which is a great way to wrap up any brunch or breakfast meal. Also, just check out all their other delicious items on the menu. First Watch is just a breakfast and lunch spot. They're open from 7 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. every day. But they get busy, but they do have their First Watch mobile app, which allows you to check wait times and get in line before you even get there. They've got three restaurants in Lexington, which are all locally owned. Uh, new one is by Target over by the Fayette Mall 
Um, the new one is there's going to be a new one opening on Richmond Road, the current location on Richmond Road by Manowar there. I believe it's going to be moving uh, to the new First Watch, which is connected right beside Little Roses there on Richmond Road and near the skyline. Um, there's also restaurants up in uh, Louisville or Cincinnati, so if you're listening in, the, in those areas, uh, there's a good chance that First Watch is close to you. So go check it out because First Watch, yeah, it's fresh. You are locked on Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Um, here's one from Neil. Um, we've been talking for a couple podcasts about probably Kentucky's going to add somebody to this roster. They're not. There's going to be another player that's going to come. His question was. Where will that addition likely come from? Would it be a 2019 player, a reclassified player from 2020, or a grad transfer? And then he has a second part to this question. Um, will this addition be a guard wing or a big? My, if I'm like placing a bet, I would say it's a 2020 reclass big. That's mm-hmm. what I feel like is most likely to happen. Yeah, and they could still, I think that's first, <clears throat> excuse me, that's priority one. They got to add some more depth. You can't, you don't want to play with three guys in the front court. Uh, or less if <laughs> one of these guys makes a crazy decision. Um, I agree also that it's probably going to come out of the 2020 class. This is also an opportunity for us to uh, admit that we just like our whole segment on Maker was a disaster yesterday <laughs> as we were just thinking out loud trying to figure out where he was from. But also I think we called him several times. You called him Mature M- Maker. I thought I they knew he was Maker Maker, but I didn't know how to pronounce make cuz well, cuz it's technically I think it's Mature because I think yeah, there's his brother a U, was Mature. Yeah. The yes. him he is Maker M A K U R Maker M A K E R. Yes. But and, the problem, I mean, the overall problem is this, Kyle. There are too many makers. They've made too many makers. Made, yes. So there was Thon, and then there was Mature, and now there is Makur, I believe is how you say it. M-A-K-U-R is the player that we were yes. talking about Calipari visiting. Not his, not not Thon's brother, Mature, who never played college ball, and he's been overseas, and he's going to be in the 2019 NBA draft. Not him. Mm-hmm. So don't get confused like we did. I knew that, but my brain wasn't functioning very well yesterday. Um, sure so, you did. So he's a because I was like looking for some video clips, and I I kept ending up on mature makers video clips, and I'm like this they're not recruiting this guy. He's going to be in the NBA. So it's I think mature, or else it's just maker maker, um, which would be a great uh, CB radio. <laughs> breaker breaker maker maker uh there's probably m- many people in the audience who have no idea what that means but my grandfather used to have a radio and we'd ride around and talk to the truckers which was probably not a great idea for a kid no telling what could have come through there but uh anyway i think he's you know he may be an option we don't know anything about his reclassification status yeah. at this point other than that he seemed pretty excited to have cal and kenny Payne in visiting uh pretty good looking prospect i mean uh, some of his videos if you go to his his twitter account uh i think it's just m-a-k-u-r-m-a-k-e-r um he has a video at the top of highlight reel of himself he handles the ball really well he passes really well uh i was impressed there's also the other guy whose name i can't pronounce let's no, say it again Fale dante he's a much bigger you know more traditional center type player um I don't think I, I don't think there's going to be anybody that's currently in the 2019 class. Uh, again, I don't see them getting. Uh, and now I've 
I'm just my brain is not working anymore. Jaden McDaniels or Matthew Hurt? Yeah, well, Hurt is not happening. Uh, Jaden McDaniels, I, I, again, for the nine millionth time, it's really hard to see him leaving the West Coast. If they do get him, that would be a very, 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 very impressive Calipari recruiting win. A top five kid from the West Coast who has his home state school like knocking his door down and they're recruiting mm-hmm. like crazy there. Washington. So I think it's going to be either a reclass or a yet unnamed second graduate transfer. Um, I haven't heard any buzz about that. Me like, neither. I don't know any other names that are out there that they could go grab that they would want. Because you also don't want to just... Like if Cal's probably got his druthers at this point, now that he's got... Say he gets... EJ back as a sophomore, Nick back as a junior. That's two McDonald's All-American veterans, quote-unquote. Adds, you know, fifth-year senior Nate Sestina. He's got some experience there. I think if he had his druthers, he would rather get a potentially elite 2020 mm-hmm. reclass, long athletic, with NBA aspirations, over a sort of steady small college Yes. Transfer at this point. So I think the most likely thing is they do add a big out of that 2020 class. Um, One more basketball. And actually, we might roll the football over uh, to another podcast because we have some breaking news that we're going to get to uh, after the next break. And we'll we'll end this podcast with um, some of the fun questions that we normally get. But uh, Lynn asked, can you talk a little bit about Zan Payne? Any idea if he can play this year? Could he get any playing time? And then she also asked, do you have any... More info about Nick, EJ, or Jamal, and if they're staying. No update on EJ, Jamal, or Nick. I don't know what we're exactly waiting on. Yeah, it's a weird deal because, like... You remember how Quade announced last year that he was, like, in the back of Johnny David's Oh, yeah, he came in. He was like, yeah, that's right. That's right. It was like, we got, let's do this or something. Yeah. So... Yeah, because it's a weird deal, like... It's kind of embarrassing to put out a statement saying, like, well, that's I, thing, I like, averaged four points and three rebounds, yes. and in case you were wondering, of course I'm coming back to college. But you're at Kentucky where that those guys have not always come back. So you have, I mean, the Kentucky is, is in many ways caught in this weird cycle now that you can't really turn back from mm-hmm. because of a decade of this happening. You can't, re- you can't really wholesale change how you're recruiting. Like, even if you bring in these second-tier guys that some people seem to want because they'll stay longer, they're not going to stay longer because they're at Kentucky and they look at the ten last 10 years, and if you came to Kentucky, you're a pro in one or two years, and if you're not, you transfer. Like, you can't just go, we're going to only take the guys ranked 20th through 45th now and have them be three-, four-year guys. They won't be. They'll just be not as good players who also leave early. Mm-hmm. So you got that you're stuck in. And then you got this weird deal you're stuck in with these announcements when like every basketball season ends, no matter how much or little a guy played or how well, well he's got to announce that he's not going to not only leave, not leave for the pros, but not transfer. That's, I think, what most people are kind of thinking about with specifically Jamal and Nick. And Nick Jamal, well. probably Nick. EJ, EJ would, I would guess Nick, if EJ was like, let, made it be known he was actually coming out. Because I think right now you don't see many mock drafts or anything because nobody thinks, like, why would he come out? Yeah. But if he put his name in the draft, E.J. Montgomery would get drafted, is my guess. Probably. 
because you're going to go work him out and see he's a smooth shooter. And despite what people think from seeing in games, he can shoot. He will if he comes back. I bet he shoots really well next year. As a six eleven guy, long guy, got pretty good timing on blocking shots. You know he can play above the rim. He can handle mm-hmm. the ball. He's not, he's a pretty good passer out of the post. I think if you worked out EJ Montgomery and you measured him and all that, you'd go. I'll take a second round flyer on this guy. Yep. So he, you know, you have to still keep worrying about that. But with all these other guys, it's really transfer. And, and maybe you have to worry about that with EJ. But I don't. Guys like him, like they don't want to go sit anywhere. That's for the a biggest year. thing against like transfers when you look at guys who have thoughts that they want to be pros like losing a year just sitting out you're, you're going to kind of get forgotten to a no. certain extent what'll kill kentucky will be if they and this is how it should be i mean frankly it should be you should be able to transfer anytime you want and play anywhere you want the very next year that is how it should be but if that rule ever does get changed probably won't because it benefits the players and we seem to try to block the players from benefiting as much as possible but if that changes and guys can go anywhere and not sit out, now that would hurt Kentucky a lot. Yeah, I think it definitely Cal always would. talks about how rules won't hurt Kentucky. That one I think would. I completely agree. Um, coming up next, we are going to pass along some disappointing and sad news from the NBA world, and then we're going to try to wrap up on a high note and answer some of your ridiculous questions. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. As we were recording this uh, podcast, it was come out that DeMarcus Cousins has torn his quad, and Golly. and it sounds like he. I mean, I'm. I'm this is definitely means that he's going to be missing the playoffs. It was actually, I believe, the first person to have it was your colleague at the Athletic, Shams Shams Sharani. How do you say? Do you know how to say his last name? Or are you still bad with Don't name? Don't put me on the spot with that. <laughs> <laughs> I just did. Uh, um, I'll, I'll quickly read Shams's tweet. Warriors All Star Demarcus Cousins has been diagnosed with a torn left quad. League sources tell the Athletic devastating for Cousins, who had an MRI early this morning. I, he then followed up by saying, this is probably season ending for Cousin, but he and the team will see how he responds within the first two weeks of rehab uh, that is not expected to require surgery. So, uh, slightly silver lining um, in a really <laughs> dark cloud. A guy who's a one-year contract because he tore his Achilles and went to yeah. a place to go win, and now it doesn't sound like... And he was playing really well and was going to be an integral part to maybe another championship and cash his big fat check. And now, like, two, you go, do we roll the dice on this guy who keeps hurting himself? I mean, it's going to impact how well, much money he gets well, in this offseason. Well, that's the whole reason he took the Warriors contract. I mean, he took, like, basically the least he could take. Yeah, the minimum to, or whatever it is. I mean, he was like... Couple million dollars, right? Or yeah, whatever, I think whatever it was it for his status. It's in the, the mid-level exception uh, when you read so many. Uh, I mean, it was like a awesome. fraction of what he was getting in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and he could have signed. He, he made it pretty clear that he could have signed bigger contracts, um, but they wouldn't. He wants. He wanted big guaranteed money, and if you just look at what he's done on the court, he should get it. Uh, but now your injuries and some of his like question marks with how he deals with with teammates and stuff are are out there. And uh, I mean, it sounds like he's going to have to go through this whole process again um, next next season. I, I'm interested to see where he where he winds up. 
Hey, if you want to... Yeah, we'll break into it, because <laughs> Kyle's got another tweet now. Yeah. We might not get to the fun mailbag <laughs> stuff, because we actually have more news to discuss. Hey, if you want to... As somebody's asking, where are they going to go? And I know I, I'd already just predicted... Uh, well, we both did. Uh, the 2020 guy, but I'll take this dude. Yes, please, if you're out there, anybody out there looking for uh, some help. Virginia Tech big man Kerry Blackshear Jr., according to Jeff Borzello of ESPN, has entered the transfer portal. He would be arguably the best grad tra- grad transfer available, says Borzello. Averaged 15 points and seven and a half boards last season. And what is the size on him? I'm not sure what how big he is, but uh, I was. That is a. That's going to be a coveted, uh, a coveted grad transfer. Yeah, and he would be a guy who would be similar to Reed Travis. In, in um, when we were talking about Sestina a lot, uh, there is, I guess. Uh, well, I'll say this. You, you, when you remember when you tweeted out the Nate Sestina interview we did, uh, I don't know if you got these, but I got a lot of replies that were tagging some people who I guess had questioned John Calipari for taking a grand transfer from a quote-unquote mid-major after saying he wouldn't do that, and we answered that question about why that came to fruition. If you missed that, go just go back in the feed and listen to Nate Sestina explain it to us. Um, but this would also this would. This would fill that criteria of Calipari not taking a guy yes. from a mid-major. And 6'10", 250, by the way. Oh, that is a very, very good size. I would, I mean, I, I no inside information, but I don't know how you don't put a phone call into that guy. And um, I'm looking up, because this is, you. I was Googling this. They came to Rupp season before the one we just wrapped, and so it would have been December of 2017. Uh, Kerry Blackshear had 18 points. Five rebounds, two assists, um, made a three um, in 22 minutes. So, Cal, was that 18 points, five eight, rebounds in 22 minutes? Yep, he fouled out of the game. Um, Kentucky won that game. That was actually one of the more exciting non-conference games with that Kevin Knox, Shea Gilgis, Alexander team. So, Calipari's seen this kid up close. So, he's probably pretty familiar with him. Uh, yeah, this would. Uh, this would be a pretty, pretty, pretty good, good place to to fill the role that, that Kentucky apparently needs, Kyle. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that would be a person to uh, to watch for Kentucky. Yeah, uh, I think I think there's a good chance Kentucky gets involved with this dude. Yeah, and um, you know it, it's taking it to the next step, but that's that's one of those things where. He checks every single box. This is just crazy. This is why we said, well, it actually literally has been minutes ago that sometimes we don't know these things. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because right. it's almost, it, uh, you would need a database, but it is so tough to keep track of all the guys that are eligible to grad transfer because a lot of the times it, that's not necessarily even made public. I mean, um, spinning it back to Kentucky, I, technically they're, they have a guy who's eligible to grad transfer on their roster. His name's Brad Calipari. He tweeted out yesterday that that he finished his degree in three seasons. Um, so unless somebody makes that public, until they announce that they, uh, you know, not necessarily announce, but put their name into that transfer portal, which I do have this. I don't know if you answered, know the answer to this, Kyle. The fact that do people – how do you get access to the transfer portal if you're a reporter? Do you just have to have a, co- a coach friend <laughs> I, that, that I honestly, it up? Yeah, I have no idea. But anyway, so, like, yeah, there, there's a name that um, we, can, we can definitely keep an eye on, and I'm going to venture to guess we're going we're gonna to be talking about him going forward. Um, 
That would be a big dude. And did you do you have his stats still up, Kyle? Because I feel like he can shoot a little bit too. Because he hit a three against Kentucky. Yeah, and I watched uh, I watched some Virginia Tech, and I remember him hitting some shots out there. He shot uh, well. He was seventy four percent at the free throw line this past year. That's Let's a really see. good number for a big guy for six ten two fifty. Yeah, um, yeah. He made. Uh, yeah, he shot 33. He got a little better every year from three. And this past year, he was 21 of 63. So he made 21 threes, 33%. Not a great percentage, but not a terrible. I mean, well, that's a, enough to, a, a, to make him respect you. And it's as, as well as Reed Travis shot it. Better, yes. Probably. And that it can be a situation where if that's if you have two guys that are similar players, you can, and, him, and I'm comparing him to Sestina, a big guy that can stretch the court a little bit. Uh, then you can run similar stuff when you start subbing. So this podcast didn't go exactly how <laughs> we had planned, but that's great because now we have more content uh, for the next edition of Locked on Kentucky. So we didn't get to uh, Russ's football question. Uh, Rob and Bob tweeted in some questions about some stuff that aren't directly related to sports, but we'll answer those as well. Uh, that's going to come up on the next edition of Locked on Kentucky. I feel like every time we record, Kyle, something happens. So <laughs> who knows what we'll be talking about on the next edition of the show. But Might um, be talking a lot more about Blackshear. Uh, that could be potentially what's uh, what's going to happen. So, so stay tuned for that. The best way to uh, stay tuned is to subscribe because that way podcast goes directly to your feed. So subscribe to this and then it'll get a, go straight to your phone um, exactly when it's posted. Um, you can also follow along with the show account at Locked On UK. Recently jumped over 1,300 Twitter followers, which is awesome. So thanks for everybody that's that's followed along. You can follow along with me on Twitter. I'm at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. Uh, you can hear me weeknights on 630 WLAP from 6 to 8 p.m. with Dick Gabriel. Also Sunday mornings, uh, 9 to noon on Sunday Morning Sports Talk. Kyle is on Twitter. At Kyle Tucker underscore ATH. Follow him if you want to see internet fights and links to his <laughs> awesome work um, on the athletic. Uh, please rate, please review, please subscribe. All those things uh, really, really help. Shout out real quick to our network. We're doing big things with the NFL draft coming up. Uh, you can go check out Locked On NFL and Locked On NFL Drop. I make a cameo appearance, um, I believe. Well, I hope they used it. I hadn't listened to the episode yet myself, but they asked me to do like a one minute discussion on Josh Allen because they did a, a massive mock first round draft um, that went around to the different teams. So go check that out. Um, check out all the all the different podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network um, and listen to them on any app you have. Just search Locked On Kentucky or you can find them on your Himalaya app if you haven't used that. They partner with the Locked On Network. So you should give them a, ch- a, a chance if you're looking for a new way to listen to some audio and um, I guess while I'm going on here, I'll also plug and say there are some now uh, advertising spots available. If you're so interested, shoot us an email, lockedonkentucky at gmail.com, or shoot uh, me a DM at Curtis Birch or at LockedOnUK on Twitter, and we can get you all the info you need. Thanks again to First Watch for sponsoring this edition of the show. Kyle, you've picked up your microphone again. Do you have anything else to add? Nope, just uh, it was just instinctive while I was mindlessly okay. scrolling through okay. the internet and send, shoot it, firing off messages. Kyle is feverishly trying to get info right now. It's, it's ama- it is amazing to see him work. It is really, really a sight. 
Yep, all that text messaging is uh, high level. <laughs> hey, who is this guy? <laughs> Question mark. <Yeah. laughs> Big fella. Thoughts? <laughs> That's how we do See, it. Yeah, I did have some things to say into the microphone. <laughs> Uh, I'll say it again. Please rate, please review, please subscribe. Most importantly, share this with somebody else who would enjoy. Thanks so much for listening. You are Locked On Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea.